I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Happy 2018. You know, to kick this year off to the right start, I've got two things for you. I've got a better way that I'd like to do things for The Real Brian Show this year. Don't worry, we're not changing anything at the core. We're just going to be delivering it a little better. I'll explain shortly. And number two, The Flash is with me today. Let's rock it! Oh my gosh, so 2018 here already. I cannot believe January is here. I don't know what happened. I mean, all of a sudden it was like, yay, it's almost Christmas time. And then it was like, happy new year. Wait, what? What? Where? Is it me or is, uh, you know, time going faster? Flash, is is it just me or is it you too? Well, for me, everything goes slow. You know that. Well, that's true. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Welcome, Flash. Good to have you back. Thanks for having me back, Real Brian. This is awesome. Hello, everybody. So has it been a year since you've been on the show? Has it really been that long? I think it's been about a year, yeah. This is not right. You remember when we used to play Guild Wars all the time, too, and then, like, stopped? Yeah, I remember that. It's a fond memory, and I miss it. (laughs) It's a distant memory of of years (laughs) in the past. Dude, we need to hang out again more. We do. We'll get back on it. We can't let, you know, the fact that you live in a different country separate, you know, our time together. No, because physical distance does not matter in today's world of technology. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. I mean, seriously, just ask anybody who's on their phone all the time. I mean, you don't need people in front of you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Happy New Year, man. Oh, happy New Year to you, too. All right. And to Sarah as well. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, yes. And and to uh, to Patty Spivet, because that's her, uh, you know, superhero name. That's right. Uh, I'm so excited. So, oh my gosh, we've got a lot to talk about. But uh, first of all, all right, I want to bring this in a little bit here because I, as I mentioned, the whole new delivery idea. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. No, no. This is where we have to start right here because it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank God it's Friday. It's been a while since we played that, you know? The Christ- and you know, I've never been able to dance and groove to that. Really? So now you did and you're set. I'm totally dancing in my chair right now. Oh, that's awesome. So the, <laughs> it's the cheesiest, most amazingly, heinously glorious. Nah, it's not heinous. It's just cheesy. Glorious song. wonderfully cheesy. Oh, man. 70s at its finest right there. Well, while you're on the topic of your music, I still have to tell you, because I haven't been able to tell you this in a long time, that yeah. your intro about everybody's a superhero, all that kind of stuff. It is still, out of all the podcasts that I listen to, it's still my favorite intro. It's the most really? inspiring, uplifting, and nerdily cool sounding intro. So just wanted to tell you that. You know, that's so funny that you just said that because as I was sitting here playing that intro, I was just thinking to myself, you know, I probably better change the intro up to, you know, better reflect what the show's about. <laughs> huh. And now I'm countering that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, because I, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, when I first started the show, you know, is this idea of embracing your inner nerd and unleashing your superhero. Yeah. And probably less than 10 to 20% of the people had any clue what that meant. And so everybody was just like, dude, you know, it's cool. It's clever, but it's better to be clear than clever. Right. And so mm. that's what marketing people tell you. That's, you know, cause nobody knew what it meant. Well, what does embrace your inner nerd mean? I'm not a nerd. You know, and I'd be like, it's what you nerd out about. Well, I don't nerd out about comics. I'm like, I didn't say that you had to, you know, nobody got it. It was so funny because everybody associates the term nerd with, you know, comic books, books, you know, sci-fi, whatever. Right. We stepped back on the whole. What do you nerd out about? Because the people just didn't get it. What is nerding out mean? It's curiosity. That's essentially all it is. It's something that we are extremely passionate about and that we have curiosity for. I heard this like you need to be curious when it comes to life, because first, you know, it keeps you kind of young at heart, right? I know you want to mention something about young at heart too. And we'll talk about that, but also it's like, you're learning new things. You know, how far you go with that depends on the level of mastery you want to give to it. You may just say, Oh, I learned, you know, how to roast coffee. That's really cool. I have no desire to roast coffee, but man, I learned something new. 
Now I can have a conversation with somebody, you know, at a party or whatever. And, and I feel great now. Or I may say, you know what? I'm going to jump into to roasting coffee and I'm going to master my skill at this and I'm going to become a coffee roaster. It's up to you, right? But curiosity is a great thing for people. And that's something that I hear a lot now, especially with people who are getting older and they're getting into retirement age. They're all saying, you know, we need to learn something new every day. It's the whole idea of curiosity, keeping the brain going, keeping yourself young at heart. Uh, and I really, really love that. And that's something that I've always loved here. Uh, we, what we do is we learn new things. We we pull something out. We, we learn about chocolate making or tea, you know, and things we didn't know about. And that was the whole essential aspect of what do you nerd out about and embracing your inner nerd. It's just the phrase didn't make any sense. So I've pulled back on the phrase. Same thing with the unleashing of the superhero. I mean, the whole point of unleashing the superhero was having a healthier response to situations in life. Do a Liz thing. That's, I mean, that's all it was, but people that are like, I'm not a superhero. Well, yeah, with that attitude, you're not, (laughs) but you could be. So I pulled back on that, but you know, you're right. That whole superhero thing still is very inspirational, but a lot of people didn't get it. We need to maybe find a better word for nerd or geek out. Like, like you said, passion. And that's something that I like to use. Yeah. Yeah. Passion and curiosity. And it's somehow teaching people that being nerdy doesn't have to mean comic books and oh, and totally. superheroes and stuff like that. It's just being a better you, being taking yourself and learning and growing. And like you were saying, exercising the brain. The brain is essentially a muscle. And the more you learn as your life gets older, it keeps your brain healthier, keeps it stronger, keeps the processes functioning. And all the little electrical links inside, you know, everything functions better as long as you keep taking on something new and learning because sure. that's... That's how you're you're going to deter a lot of the brain illnesses that come along as you get older in life. Oh, yeah. And also just keep you happier and keep you younger at heart and keep you, you know, on mm-hmm. the off the path of the negativity that's out there. In fact, this is one of the things I wanted to bring up because, hey, it's 2018. Yeah, I want to deliver things slightly differently here with the real Brian show, because one of the most common things that I've heard from people when it comes to me as a host or when it comes to the show in general or any of the podcasts that I've ever done is how positive that the real Brian show is, or I am, or the shows that I host are. Okay. Interesting. Cause I'm not always a positive person. <laughs> you know, I have my, I have my moments where I'm like, Oh, I just want to, you know what I mean? Like I have my moments and, and I've had my moments probably more than not recently because of life and frustrations. And then here I am on the show being all positive and everybody's like, you're so positive. And I'm thinking like, well, I'm not being fake. Like I'm really not. When I get behind the microphone, this is really me. But then mm-hmm. I, you know, Sarah and I've talked about this and the, re- the reality is, is that when I get behind the mic, this is the best me. When I'm not on the mic, I allow the negativity and the crap in life to start to take over. And that's not healthy for any of us, right? Yeah. Going back to exactly what you said, you know, having that level of learning, you know, you're, you're being curious about something. It keeps you on a positive path mentally, gets you into the habit of looking at things that are healthier, happier, more positive, more joyful, whatever rather than focusing on all the crap that's going on around the world right now. One of the things that I wanted to change a little bit this year is to ensure that our episodes here on The Real Brian Show are really, truly positive and and not fake positive, but real positive. You know, they're happy, they're joyful, and we really do focus on that curiosity of stuff. So here's what I want to do. We've had some serious topics in 2017, and I think many of them were, were obviously very good. They were powerful, but I still want to ensure this goes back to what I just said, delivering it in the way that's the best of me through positivity. Now, some of the comments I've heard, and I also do think that uh, I, I got a little ranty at times, maybe even a bit negative in 2017, certainly not intentionally at all, but sometimes it comes across that way. So the intention for 2018 is to, you know, yeah, address the real life stuff when, uh, but only when necessary, and then bring back to what the real Brian show is all about, that positivity, that joy, that happiness, the curiosity, and inspiring examples stories and actual examples of people that are addressing those issues. So not to say like, okay, here's an issue and how do we respond to it? But to actually say, you know, here's what I'm doing or here's what, you know, my guest is doing on the show to actually address this issue right now in an amazing and powerful way. So if we got to bring up an issue, there has to be a positive example of somebody already taking action. Otherwise it doesn't get brought up. What do you think? I like it. I like it. I want to just add to what you were saying earlier too. Just like you yourself are already setting an example with your show because a lot of your listeners maybe haven't met you yet. I've met you. I, we spent 
what, four or five days together in Atlanta at DragonCon, <laughs> virtually yeah. 24 hours a day yeah. following each other around. So, I, you know, I, I got a sense of what the real Brian is like in real life. You are very much how you are on the show. So that's why I want to totally back you on that. You are also only human. And if there is something that gets on your nerves or aggravates you and you need to rant about it, I think that's also healthy. It's okay. But what you, where you set the example is that we rant about this stuff sometimes behind the scenes. Sometimes we get into deep discussions about things. But then you come to your show and you put a positive spin on it and you discuss things and you, you're able to show that you're only human. Things get to you and bother you. But yet you can come to your show and still be happy, positive and the fun, cool guy that you are. Yeah. That I know and met in Atlanta. So you're already setting an example. I appreciate that. Well, yeah. and it's interesting, you know, and, and you and I talked about this a little bit off mic, but, you know, we were at a, our friend's house for New Year's Eve and their daughter and husband are uh, and all of her friends are, are you know, young 20s somewhere in there. I want to say again, I, I'm in my 30s. Right. So I don't hang around the young 20 year olds really anymore. So it's like I just I mean, I see them. I see them at coffee shops, but spending some time, you know, in the same location engaging with them, you know, for a period of time was very eye opening in some ways. You know how much I love technology. In fact, Sarah was even telling me, she's like, you know, we spent a lot of money on technology. I'm like, well, I'm kind of a tech geek. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to that, but I'm also a podcaster. You know, we've got to have good things at work. And I, I do love stuff like that. I, I love my know. gadgets. Yeah, you do. I know CJ Thunder. I mean, we're always like nerding out about these things, but I've made an intention to say that when I'm with people in person, my phone is put away. I mean, in the beginning, I didn't necessarily want to. I habitually wanted to check it. Nowadays, I don't even care, right? Because it's it's been a process. But now I'm like, put my phone away. I don't even need to look at it. But every single one of those people that were in their 20s, their phones were right in front of them, every one of them. And they were on their phones probably every few seconds to a minute at the at the most. Checking their phone, checking their phone, checking Instagram, you know, constantly. You're talking to them. They pick up their phone. They're checking it as you're actually speaking directly to them. I don't think they know necessarily that this is so disrespectful and rude. I don't think they have any clue because that's the way their generation grew up. I don't know. I really don't know what it is, but here's the thing. They're living carefree. It's almost like they don't know any better. You know, they're, they're happy go lucky. I think one serious conversation was brought up and you could tell they were just like, ah, I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my young twenties, like whatever. Right. Interestingly enough, that was an inspiration for me to kind of step back and say, you know, I may sit here and talk about serious topics and, and get into it, get into the depth of stuff, but not everybody wants to or even can engage on that level. I think a lot of people want to see an example and look up to that example and follow that rather than sit there and hash it out. And so that was the example that I pulled away or the inspiration that I pulled away and saying, you know, it's okay to maybe talk through some stuff, but maybe not to the depth that we've been talking through it. I mean, unless that's maybe that becomes a separate episode, you know, like the real Brian getting deep or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, hey, and we just keep these shows a little bit less deep and a lot more of an example and more positive and stuff. And, and maybe that's what it needs to be because I don't mind talking about that, but I, I guarantee, well, I know for a fact because I've, I've heard commentary, you know, people say, man, I love when you get deep and then other people going, yeah, that was cool. That was a little, that was a little deep, man. You know, <laughs> I don't go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's cool. So yeah, but here's, here's my goal for 2018 for us here on the real Brian show. First of all, I want the show to grow, not just numbers. I'm not talking about just numbers. I'm talking about growth in community. And so I would love to look back on New Year's Eve, on 2018, New Year's Eve, look back on 2018 and confidently say, now each and every one of us can say this, that we are all better, stronger, healthier, happier, et cetera, et cetera, now than we were at the beginning of 2018. And that The Real Brian Show is a driving factor in that. I mean, it may not be the only factor, but it's a driving factor. And that we come together as a community to lift each of us up together. It's not just me lifting you up. It's not just you flash lifting me up or speeding you away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> That'd be cool. Like, Oh, Oh my gosh, that was so fast. <laughs> I, I really want this to be a mutual thing, you know, and we we've, uh, I know we've had conversations on friendships about how, you know, you give to a friendship. Ideally it should be reciprocal. It shouldn't be one or the other. It shouldn't be neither. You know, we lift each other up. I mean, I hear mm -hmm. business coaches and, you know, life coaches talking about this all the time saying that, you know, you really do need to surround yourself with people uh, or even join mastermind groups. You know, you hear mastermind groups happening all the time, but each and every person equally 
contributes to lift each and every other person up. And that person is also being lifted up. It's not lopsided. And I see that all the time. I see lopsided relationships, lopsided mastermind groups, and it's not healthy. And so I want to make sure that this show is something where we're each lifting each other up. I'm like totally redundancy, redundanting all of the words. I like each. Uh, yeah. So that's my idea for 2018 with this show. And of course, we're not changing the content or anything like it. I know you've even said, Martin, it's like, man, I love the variety of stuff. You know, that's not changing. It's just more of the delivery and the intention of it and the um, mm-hmm. the result. Sure. Good, bad, well, indifferent. I I feel honored to be part of the kickoff for the this new outlook. New, not, I don't want to say new direction, but just it's an outlook. Yeah, yeah I like a new that. outlook. Yeah. On 2018, I'm I feel very honored to be part of this and help you kick it off. Well, thank you. Uh, I mean, I like it. I I totally agree with everything you're saying and. And wanting to to just help uplift each other and what you're saying with friends and you know because we were we were talking behind the scenes like it, you want to be one of the positive friends that people like to have around because you help them feel better you help them yeah. feel encouraged you help them feel you know energetic or or energized to to go do something they need to do yeah I, I like the idea and once since I'm here with you on the kickoff show for this. The one thing I'm going to add to it, little flash, flashes, little advice here. Yes, and you had mentioned it before, and it's this this young at heart mentality. Yeah, that I employ myself, and a lot of times when people say young at heart or they hear that those words, they think immature, and that's not at all what this means. For me, young at heart means making sure you find fun in everything that you do. Go out there and have fun. It's like a lifestyle. You can call it whatever you want, but we don't have to be serious about everything all the time. Yeah. Go like just just yesterday, me and Patty Spivet and her daughter were out in the mountains going tubing down the. They've got this tubing course at one of the ski hills. Nice. Having a blast! I'm screaming, I'm laughing, I'm giggling. It was fun. Go sledding in the wintertime, play games, be goofy, rip down some water slides if you want. Whatever you find is fun. Never think that you're too old for it because yeah. playing isn't just for kids. So true. And I, I honestly, I totally believe that you will live longer and happier because you make sure to have fun in your life whenever you can. And don't worry about what other people think. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Go have fun. It doesn't matter if they look at you funny. It doesn't matter if they wonder, why, why is that old guy jumping in the fountain at the park? Who cares? <laughs> you're having fun. You like... <laughs> Come on in the fountain with me if you like. <laughs> that was a bad image. In an appropriate way. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> and that, that's all I wanted. That's what I wanted to, to share because that's how I like to, you know, and Lisa's always telling me, she goes, I, you always seem to just have fun with things and, and try to find fun. I love being around that. And that, you know, it's not anything that I forcefully am trying to do. It's just become part of my lifestyle and I want to, have fun whenever I can because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel more alive. You say you're in your 30s. I'm in my 40s and I honestly don't feel in my 40s. Yeah. Some, day, some days with, you know, the, the physical ailments that we <laughs> often call, you know, whatever. But I don't feel like I'm in my 30s either. So yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Mentally, no, not at all. I like what you said, you know, like playing isn't just for kids. Like that is so mm-hmm. true. And I love that attitude, you know, being able to just go out and be young at heart. Uh, again, this is something you and I talked about prior to the show, but I read a statistic and it was so interesting. It actually kind of slapped me in the face a little bit, but it was saying that men, and this is specifically geared at men. I don't know what the actual statistic percentage is, but it's an extremely high percentage of men stop building relationships after college. So whatever friendships and relationships they have in college, those may continue. They may not, but that's why you'll see a lot of men, the older they get, have less and less friends and be more alone. Yeah, I noticed it. You know, I observed that. But when I read that statistic and I saw, you know, the, the staggering high percentage of that, I went, oh, my God, this is terrible. Yeah. Well, no, Women, you, you can't, guys keep building relationships. You're awesome at it. But man, what's up with we men, man? You can't guarantee your friends from college are going to stick around for the next 40 years. No. And many of them don't. <laughs> In fact, many I, I think I hang out with uh, just a few and that's it. Yeah. I don't even really hang out with anyone from high school anymore. It's just too far I, removed now. I think I'm in contact with just a handful of them and, and that's only over Facebook or something. I mean, yeah. 
And you know what? The world is such a negative place right now. And I don't know why. I, I know the media has perpetuated the negativity. I mean, let's face it. If you look at history, the world's always been negative, you know, and, mm. and it's been positive. It depends on how you look at it. But media and especially social media now has a way of getting that negativity in your face so fast and so often that you think all oh, the world's going to crap. You know, it's worse. It's, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe it. You know, so-and-so a hundred years ago to be rolling over in their grave. I'm like, yeah, they dealt with it too. They just didn't have social media. So yeah. the world sucks sometimes, but the world also rocks sometimes. So let's make this place here at the real Brian show. Let's make this a positive place where it's safe for each of us. And I want to very emphatically say this. I don't care who you are, what you believe, what you've done. If you've messed up, I don't care. You are accepted here. You're respected and you're valued, period. That's what The Real Brian Show is. That's awesome. Let's rock it. All right. I have to say this really quickly. I'm still listening to Christmas music. (laughs) 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 Who cares though, right? I'm still sort of celebrating Christmas because uh, I'm kind of one of those people that it's like, you know, go into January. We'll take down the lights eventually. Stuff like that. Right. I'm not no. the person who's like December 26th. Everything gets taken down. <laughs> come on, people. We were the January 1st is the when things come down. We've already taken down all our decorations. Not the lights yet. I, I don't want to get good. up on the ladder in wintertime. But, you know, the decorations, most of them are down. And I, I do understand the decorations because, you know, it's like, okay, the decorations sort of clutter things up. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, everything's clean now. But yeah. there's some warmth to that to keep the decorations up on a cold wintry night. There is. I'm curious about your music. Do you like all Christmas music or do you just prefer the classics? Oh, you know, I like the big Crosby all. and the Earl Ives, all that stuff. I like mostly all I do have, yeah. like I'm a big fan of the classics, um, which is really interesting because I don't listen to, like you said, Bing Crosby, you know, Burl Ives the rest of the year, really. But I love the classic Christmas music. In fact, I've got a bunch of older style 30. Well, probably 40s, 50s, I guess. Maybe 60s, but mostly 40s, 50s. I got a lot of that music on Spotify that I just crank over and over. And then I've got a lot of the stuff that, you know, I grew up with. So like, you know, Christmas music from the 80s and the 90s. I listen to a lot of that. But no, I mean, are you kidding? There's a there's a band called August Burns Red. You familiar with them? Nope. They did an album. Wow. Look for their Christmas album. Mm. Amazing. It's It's pretty much all instrumental. And it is like rock. And when I mean rock, like normally these guys are a thrash screamo band, you know, hardcore kind of stuff. And so, right. but it's all instrumental. So it's kind of like a cross between Trans-Siberian Orchestra and then, you know, intense metal, but it's just instrumental and it's really good. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place. No country and no Mariah Carey Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much. We don't I'm... need hitting those eight octaves in Christmas music. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is <laughs> oh, no. <Heinous. laughs> Sorry, somebody you probably I know somebody's like, oh my gosh, Mariah Carey's my favorite. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's just not my style. Yeah. But I like the classics myself. That's yeah? I kind of stick to them. You like so new stuff is like meh? There's few. Like there's a few songs that come out that are all right, but it, it's just I don't know. I, I find it funny to listen to like uh Justin Timberlake put a spin on white Christmas or something like that. It, you know, some of them do a good job at it. Some of them just, nah, no, I, it's just doesn't have that classic feel that, that warming sensation that, you know, you want to sit around the, the living room with the fireplace going kind of feel like Nat King Cole. Yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. oh man. His album, his, his main Christmas album. Oh, <laughs> I love that album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here's one though that I liked. Here's the thing. When somebody tries to remake a classic, it usually doesn't go all that well. Here's a great example because I know not speaking of Nat King Cole, Natalie Cole, you know, did that after her father died. She came in and, and re-recorded, like added her voice to it, to his music, you know, and that was kind of cool. Seal did the exact same thing this year with a Frank Sinatra Santa Claus is coming to town song. I like Seal. And it is amazing. I mean, the original is great, but it's the it's the original song and it's just Seal's voice added into it and he harmonizes and oh my gosh. I mean, you're just kind of like these guys were meant to duo together. It's awesome. But then I really like when a band does a whole new version on a song. Casting Crowns, for example, did a song. It's an Angels We Have Heard on High version, but it's also so it's called Gloria slash Angels We Have Heard on High. Mm -hmm. And it's not the original theme at all. 
but a lot of the lyrics are the same. It's their own take on it and their own version. And it is amazing. It's one of those songs. I'm like, holy cow. I, I got to listen to this over and over and over. I love music. And I know, you know, in fact, I've had conversations with various people that are just like, you know, I don't listen to music at all. In which case, yeah, you're, you're getting nothing out of this conversation and that's fine. But music for me is life. And so to not have music in my life would be to, you know, die pretty much. Yeah. So you're saying you had some snow. Yeah, finally. So it was so funny, like the week before Christmas, it was in the fifties. It's It's been in the fifties. And then all of a sudden, boom, we get some snow. Of course, the, you know, the day that we're driving down to Colorado Springs for Christmas and all that, we get a freaking freak blizzard. A freaking freak blizzard, man. Oh, my freaking gosh. So they're like, yeah, you know, you might get an inch. Maybe, maybe, maybe one to three inches. Oh, no, no. It was a freaking blizzard that followed us the entire way. Normally, it's a two hour drive. It took us five and a half hours. It was so cold. It was so windy that ice was forming on the windshield wipers. New wind, Well, newer windshield wipers faster than we could do anything faster than we could heat the window. It was 12 oh, degrees wow. outside. I mean, it was horrible. And I'm sitting there like beating, beating the windshield wipers, hanging out the window because we couldn't see anything. I mean, it was one of the worst storms I think I've ever driven in. And of course, everyone else is, you know, doing the same thing. They're pulling off to the side of the road, chipping ice off their window. And again, I mean, we were so hot inside the car, so hot that we had the window down and it's 12 degrees outside (laughs) because we couldn't keep the, but we had to keep that window as hot as we could so that we could see. And then this is the storm that like went out. Midwest and out and just dumped snow everywhere. You remember, remember that huge thing right around Christmas where people were getting like all this crazy snow. That was the storm. Wow. So yeah, that was fascinating. Uh, we got, we've had extremely cold temperatures ever since. And then we've had more snow since and, you know, down into like, uh, you know, single digits. And I love that kind of stuff. It's, it feels like the right time of year for me. Well, that's what winter is supposed to be. I love tons of snow at winter. I, I remember winters and I'm probably my, Estimates are off because when you're a kid, you're smaller. But I still remember growing up back east in Toronto that we would get. Yeah, exactly. At at least three or four feet, but definitely sometimes up to six feet. And then when the (laughs) snow plows would pile it up on the side of the road, you'd have have little mini mountains to climb as you're walking home from school or whatever. And and I know going up uh, in northern Ontario about a three hour drive north of Toronto into cottage country and we'd go up to the cottage once in a while in the winter time. And the cottage was kind of like a, a split level uh, home. So the, the kitchen and living room were, were, wasn't quite a full floor higher off the ground, but still a couple steps higher. Mm-hmm. And when we'd arrive at the cottage, we, we couldn't even get in the driveway. We'd have to put on snowshoes, climb up over the mounds of snow and, and snowshoe up the driveway to the cottage. And the cottage would be half buried in snow. And we would have to dig a tunnel down to get to the door to get in and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. You you couldn't walk anywhere without snowshoes or else you'd fall in up to your stomach at least. Wow. And then you're stuck. (laughs) And I, yeah, I miss that. I, we we don't get that kind of snow over here in Calgary at all. Well, that was kind of the biggest joke is if you, uh, if you really want to experience weather, come to Colorado because you just get the weirdest (laughs) stuff. I mean, I remember one day it was, I think it hit 74 and the next day it was 12. So it's like, it's not easy on the body, but Hey, whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Speaking of, of, of good on the body. Oh man, I love these transitions. I didn't didn't even plan this. (laughs) So now that the holidays are over and there's less goodies around, uh, I mean, granted there are some goodies around still that I have purposely put in the freezer to save for, uh, you know, a a cheat day. Mm -hmm. I'm finally going back to the eat extremely healthy six days a week thing. I did this many years ago. I've done this on and off, you know, for the past few years, and I sort of fell off the bandwagon, you know, yeah, probably in the fall, maybe, maybe late summer, fall of 2017. It was just like, whatever, I'll try to eat healthy, but I'm not going to turn down, you know, a cookie or a sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? This is stupid. I need to be a little bit more like I'm not going on a diet. This is not, you know, n- nobody that honestly, nobody that I know that goes on a diet in January ever succeeds. I've, I mean, maybe somebody does, but I've never met anyone yet that has. So I, again, this goes back to this is my personal decision. This is my personal lifestyle. If uh, somebody gives me, you know, a cookie on a Wednesday, for example, and I've been eating healthy, I'm not going to disrespect them and not eat the cookie. You know, I will eat it, but I'm not purposely going out of my way to find crap to eat. And I'm being extremely healthy intentionally. You know, the meals that I eat are healthy. I'm going to try to make sure that, you know, there's 12 hours minimum 
between the time that I, you know, finish dinner and the time that I eat breakfast the next morning, stuff like that, like really trying to get back into a healthy thing because I, I just kind of got lazy over, over the last like four months. So, you know, it's always a little hard, right? You know, cause I'm like, Ooh, I want that sweet right now. But surprisingly I'm feeling better than it is hard to put down the cookie. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's kind of nice. That's the hardest part though, is that the transition to, from saying, no, I don't want the cookie. That's the hardest part. Cause once you've been able to say no a few times, it actually does get easier. I've tried this myself yeah. because I have a crutch. You say holiday baking is over and I say never, but <laughs> it, it, that's, that's my crutch. I cannot, yeah. it is almost impossible for me to, to turn away like home baked goods. Yeah. But you know, when it comes to cookies or chocolate bars or even potato chips or whatever, I can say no to that stuff because I've said no so many times now that you, you do get to a point where you don't crave it anymore. But yeah, I, I understand. I mean, you see a plate of chocolate chip cookies, someone brought in from a donut shop or something. You just want to have one, but oh, I know. Oh, it's that, that's the hardest point. And once you can get past that, it'll be better for it. The, the six day on and you know, one day of, of cheat day or whatever was a Tim Ferriss thing that I learned way back from the four hour body. What he says to do is don't have any sweets in your house. So if you're going to, have a cheat day, get the sweets, but then eat, either eat them all or throw them away so that, you know, you're not tempted to eat them. And I will tell you right now that, you know, I don't throw them away and I don't eat them all. So there, there is temptation periodically, but what I've been doing is like, I'm going to throw it in the freezer and I do this with cheese because I love cheese and I'm okay with eating a little cheese here and there, but I will binge on cheese if I'm not careful. And so I throw it in the freezer and let me tell you when you're like, Oh, I want some cheese. Well, you're not getting anything from it. <laughs> No, it takes two hours to thaw at least. <laughs> so sometimes that helps to just throw it in the freezer and say, okay, I'm going to eat it on my cheat day. That'll be fun. And I'm going to plan ahead, but it is easier when you can't have access to it. But you know, again, this is not me saying I'm going to eat crap and uh, I eat crap, like eat boring foods and I'm going on a diet. Cause I can't do that. I've never succeeded on that myself. I'm not the kind of person that's going to eat bland, boring foods. Like I'm eating the Abel James style from the wild diet. You know, we had him on the show last Mm. year, stuff like that. It's like I'm eating his foods and his foods are healthy. They're sourced healthy. They're cooked healthy and they're super flavorful. So, you know, I don't ever really get bored. And I think that was the thing I, whenever I would go on a diet, I would be, Hey, I'm feeling better, but my, my taste buds are crying. They want something with flavor. So I would go eat chips or I'd eat a cookie or whatever. But with the way that Abel cooks, you know, and the way that Sarah and I are cooking right now, it's like there's so much real food, so much real flavor, spices. Your taste buds are never lacking at that point. So I don't crave anything else, which is kind of nice. And getting healthy fats in your diet. I mean, I know we've talked about this. Interestingly enough, healthy fats really do reduce cravings. It's important too. Yeah, It's, It's good for your brain health too. You, you need to eat those fats that yeah. this whole fat free diet is so wrong and so not good for you. No. <laughs> but I have to say you, you gave me the funniest mental image when you said you want to binge on cheese. I pictured the real Brian sitting on his couch with this massive wheel of cheese <laughs> sitting down for, a, <laughs> for a totally movie. would do that too. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the scene in uh, um, Napoleon dynamite? When, uh, when no. Kip is at home and, you know, he's chatting online with babes all day and he's sitting there as a huge plate of chips and he's grating like this two and a half pound block of cheese. <laughs> that's me, man. There you go. I'd be just great. Well, not chatting online with babes, but that's me like, you know, two and a half pound just great in that mother. You know, screw that. Throw the chips away. Put the cheese in the plate and melt it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love cheese. It's just wrong. If the moon were made of cheese, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd be an astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a little bit, I, I got to say, I have a little bit of help on this one. Mm-hmm. I've had, unfortunately, uh, you know, everybody knows about the surgery I had four years ago. For some reason, something happened about 10 and a half weeks ago where I, I don't know, the sciatic nerve went crazy. I don't know what I did. I still have no idea. I don't even know. We really don't even really know what's causing it. Even with an MRI and everything, we really have no idea what's going on, but I am in level 10 out of 10 pain pretty much all the time. And it is excruciating and it sucks. Thankfully I'm able to sleep. I know you were asking me that earlier. Yes, I can sleep um, without pain or with little pain, but um, man, I mean, it is, it is, I've tried a lot of things too. 
obviously that's not a good thing. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. It's certainly not positive, you know, but here's one thing that I'm thankful for and something positive that has come out of this sciatic pain. When I eat worse, I feel worse because of the pain. So I've had that motivation to eat healthier because the pain does lessen a little bit because the inflammation's down, you know, the, uh, the extra weight that I put on from eating crap is down, et cetera, et cetera. Like my body's getting nourished better by eating healthier foods. And so therefore the sciatic pain does go down a little bit. So, you know, Hey, thankful for the sciatic pain for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny though? Gee, if I eat horrible foods, I kind of feel horrible. Funny how that works. Eh? Like, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I just want to go get popcorn and soda and go to a movie. Uh, it actually, oh, speaking of movies, mm. it's Star Wars time. Okay. Dude, is that not another glorious transition? Not planned. Not planned. Not planned. Although you did make me scroll down the notes quite a bit. Yeah, I did too. Um, <laughs> so I said I wasn't going to talk about Star Wars. I also wanted to wait and talk about it with you because I know you would have seen it. And I know you would have your opinions and we could analyze it. Um, hmm. But I don't want to analyze it to death because I feel like there's no. been a lot of extremely controversial commentary out there. Frankly, I'm a little surprised by some of the commentary. Let's share our, our brief opinions and then we'll talk about it really quick. So go for it, man. You first. Yeah. Well, I'm like, cause I'm totally curious what you thought of it. Cause a lot of our tastes and interests in movies and TV shows is very similar, very parallel with each other. So I'm kind of curious what you felt when you came out of star Wars. Cause for me, I was really 50, 50. I, I had this whole, what did they just do? What just happened? Kind of feeling. I didn't know if I liked it or not. And it took talking about it to everyone else that had seen it and talking with Lisa about it. Cause she was right in the same boat as I was. And I, just, I didn't know what to do with it. And I know, I know before I even go on, I need to see it again because I have my own thoughts and feelings about it that are leaning towards the side of not liking it as much as I wish I did. Like you said, there's so much controversy. There's, there's people that hate it and there's people that love it, think it's the best one ever. So I read both and I found things that I related to and that the people that hated it, I understood and related to some of it. And then the people that loved it and think it's the best one ever, they presented some perspectives that I never clued into or thought of. And that's why I need to go watch it again with these new perspectives to apply to it when I'm watching it again. And I hope to come out of it with a better feeling because, mm. and I know I will do my best to not give anything away. What I really, the biggest thing that bugged me about it was the injected humor and the style of humor they put into this that Star Wars has never had before. The humor used to always be kind of like the droids, like R2 and C-3PO. They were the comic relief. And, you know, of course we had Han Solo and Chewie, their back and forth antics. But our main guys, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, all these guys, they were never, they never spoke such modern day slang and, you know, kind of slapstick humor. They, just these weird things. It's never been part of Star Wars before. And that really took me out of it, made me feel really uncomfortable with what was going on because this this humor was never in there before so that's what drove me the craziest and then just just some of the things they chose to do and I'm, i won't give it anyway there's a few of the decisions that they made that kind of surprised me because i thought wait a sec this is the new trilogy mm-hmm. i thought some of these things that have happened they would have saved to the end to the third episode of the trilogy i, I try not to give anything away i don't know if what i said actually makes sense does it mm-hmm. did i convey how i felt about it properly totally. i want to hear what yeah, okay. and, and I agree with not giving anything away. I was, you know, uh, I would say that for those who have seen it, you're going to understand exactly what you just said. So, All right. yeah, no, I. So here's the thing: as as you know, I used to host Aero Squad, uh, and again, you know this, Flash. Now that you're hosting Aero Squad, one of the main reasons that I left Aero Squad was I was getting way, way, way too negative and way too critical of the show, and mm-hmm. that's not healthy for me, and it's not healthy for the listeners and the fans. That was the main reason I stepped out of Arrow Squad. Speaking of Arrow and all that, I went to watch the um, crossover mm-hmm. and I got an episode and a half in and I was so angry and so frustrated with some of the things that they had to inter- interject in those episodes. I never finished it, so I can't say how it ended up. And I know I know you liked it. I know a lot of people loved it. But the first episode and a half pissed me off for various reasons. And I said, you know, I don't need to be watching this right now because... Mm. I think there are good elements that are happening and I can't see them because all I can see are the things that are frustrating me, the things that are getting crammed down my throat. So I decided to step back, not watch it. 
And that's when I finally said, I'm, I'm being way too critical. I'm, I'm too analytical. And that was the attitude that I thus chose to go watch Star Wars with was, I don't care. I have no expectations. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to have fun. And I just don't care what they do with this, with this movie, because <laughs> no matter what I think they should do with the movie, it's not going to happen because I didn't write it. And so I went in with a whatever attitude. And as a result, I enjoyed it. And so it was so funny because most of the people that I know that didn't like it very much are podcasters and people who analyze things to death and people who, you know, (laughs) uh, do commentary on TV shows and movies, which makes perfect sense because I would have done the exact same thing. And I probably, if I would still be hosting Aero Squad, I guarantee you, I would probably have the exact same commentary that you did on Star Wars. So because I changed my, you know, approach and said, well, I'm just going to go and enjoy it. I don't really care what they do with it. Interestingly enough, I enjoyed it. That was my preface with all of that said, um, I do agree that there were some very interesting decisions made, you know, at the end of the movie, I was looking over uh, at Johnny and we were just like, Hmm, okay, that is not what I expected. You know, I'm, I'm surprised they went that direction. I'm not angry. I'm not happy. I'm more of a, I don't know what this means, but I guess we'll find out in the next movie. And that's kind of where I left it. And so it didn't bother me, Um, but I was surprised. Right. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't disappointed. Or I wasn't excited. It was just more of a, huh, but I enjoyed the movie overall. I thought they did some really good things in the movie. I would never say that this was the best movie of star Wars. Here's my personal opinion. You're not going to beat a new hope and you're not going to beat empire strikes back. What's been done is done. Those yeah. were the best. Nothing's going to come close to it ever again. And that's fine. It shouldn't, right? That's part of the reason people are even saying why even continue star Wars because it was done. Okay, I can agree with that. I don't have a problem with the new movie. I like the new movie. I think it's better than the prequels in many ways, but there are things that happened in this movie that weren't as good as the prequels. There was some commentary that I read online, and there was some commentary that I read from friends and family members that went and saw it. And some of the things that they were really upset about, I actually was going, did we watch the same movie? Oh, geez. Like, what? Where did you see that? Oh, it was all over. I'm like, what? So here's my other commentary on this. We will find what we're looking for. So if we're expecting something in our minds, then we will see it in the movie, whether or not that was the intention or not. That's interesting. I mean, I went into it excited because of the trailers. I was excited. I get excited for Star Wars every single time. And I came out of it being hit with that i that wasn't what is like what i expected kind of feeling but what did you but i'm not force awakens sequel like continuing what force awakens did continuing the the magic of of how great star wars is like i'm not i'm not saying it was awful i still liked it there was a there was a lot of really cool things in there i don't know how if if i could bring anything up without giving things away i mean luke facing kylo ren that's a great scene Mm mm-hmm you know, Luke and R2-D2 being reunited. Obviously, things like that. There's there's some wonderful moments in that movie. It, the humor took away a lot. Of, like, I think a lot, what it was was a lot of the scenes that were about to be really emotional and really serious. They would throw in a stupid joke or some kind of modern slang humoristic thing. And it took you out of the emotion. And it, it didn't allow you to feel what they were hoping you were going to feel. Yeah. Because they ruined it with the joke. That's, like I said, my biggest complaint. A lot of the movie was really cool. There's some pretty pretty heavy scenes and pretty cool stuff. And then, as you said, the, some of the decisions, I would like them to have been made at the end of the trilogy and not done now is really all. But it, it, the theme, I don't know if you picked up on this. So I, I don't know how you couldn't, but the theme of this movie and the characters themselves were actually saying it as part of their dialogue is to let the past die Let's move forward, kill the past, kill the history, forget everything. Let's move forward. And that, I think that's what this movie ultimately is trying to do is they're not waiting for the trilogy to finish. They're saying this is the point now that we're going to move forward and start a whole new era of Star Wars. Yeah, that theme slash decisions made was one of those things where I went, huh? Like you said, I didn't expect to see that this soon. I didn't expect to see that result or or that decision in general. Part of it was wow, uh, I'm not sure if I like that or not. And Mm -hmm. that's when I kind of said, on one hand, I thought, well, I'm kind of surprised and I don't know if they should have gone that way. And then on the other hand, I was pleasantly surprised and going, I'm kind of glad they went there. They're shaking things up a little bit. 
And, and that goes back to your expectation. Like you expected a continuation of the force awakens and the magic of star Wars. Mm-hmm. That is actually a very valid point that that's not entirely what they did with this episode. It was, it still has the magic of star Wars in some ways. And, yes. and then they changed it in other ways. And it still is a continuation of the force awakens. And then it's also not. And it's like, uh, wait, what? It was like, they, they took some liberties with this and just did something different. And so in one way I thought, well, I wouldn't have done that. And on the other hand, I thought I'm proud of them for doing that because bold move. It's time to do something different. This is the yeah. eighth movie. Well, the ninth movie considering in you know, a rogue one, but it's like, it's time to not just rehash a story that's been done. It's time to do something different and new. And so, yeah, that's, that's why I guess I didn't hate it. Like some of the people did. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh, it's not star Wars. And, uh, and that's why I was like, well, you know, Hey, that, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it is star Wars, but you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. so, yeah, I guess that's kind of why I came up with some, some different attitudes, but yeah, I think I was just so surprised with how much hate there was. And again, I think the hate is derived from people's expectations going into the movie before even knowing what was going to happen. And when their expectations weren't met, which of course they're not going to be, then they were disappointed. Yeah. John Williams, amazing job on the score. Amazing, Mm -hmm. beautiful, perfect way to tie in old and new, by the way, speaking of let the past die, (laughs) he did a fantastic job musically. Martin, you and I need to go see it again because I've only seen it once as well. Yeah. Try to get a different opinion or, or, confirm our opinion or whatever well let me finalize with it like I'll, I'll put a stamp on my statement here this like it hate it feel 50 50 on it like i do it's a star wars movie and i will argue till i'm blue in the face that we should all just be appreciative that we are getting more star wars movies because even the worst of them whether it's episode one phantom menace or whatever it's still a star wars movie we're lucky that 30 years later they a company like disney decided to purchase it so they could start creating new content i feel fortunate because star wars is one of the greatest movie cinematic trilogy you know things of all time and i'm so happy that we get to be back in that universe again and yeah. playing in it and getting to know new characters and saying goodbye to old beloved characters whatever we're getting star wars again be thankful for that totally well i think we got to wrap up here but one thing i want to leave you on is I'm not really into new year's resolutions. Again, this goes back to like new year's dieting. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to exercise more. Everybody goes out and buys, you know, the treadmills and the exercise bikes and they use them a few times and then they go in a garage sale, you know, stuff like that. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm not into that because uh, the success rate on all that stuff is so low. It's not even funny, but what I do like to do is always be intentional about things. And, um, it just so happened that I have some intentions that I came up with that did sort of coordinate with the beginning of the year. And I think part of it, again, has to go back to the whole pain thing. You know, when you're in that kind of pain and you're like, I need to make some changes, you know, I need to see some things differently. Going back to what I said in the beginning of the show, that the real Brian show really is making a difference in 2018, that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing, because this is, as you know, Flash, doing a podcast is a lot of work. It's money. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of emotional energy can be emotional stress. It can also be emotional, you know, excitement. It's just, it's a lot of emotional, whatever you expend stuff. I can have just as much of an impact hanging out with you, Martin, just talking, Mm -hmm. playing games, than doing a a podcast. And it takes a lot less work on my time, a lot less money, a lot less time. And it's, it's a very direct, very personal hanging out friendship. Hmm. But the reason I do podcasting is because I love doing it. And I, I am the person who's the more, the merrier. I like to, try to be a blessing and an impact and an encouragement and a positive force to as many people as possible. Yes. One person matters. One person is just as important, but if I have the opportunity to broadcast that out to more people, then that's what I do. So I want to make sure that this year really is an effective year and that the return on my quote investment is worth it on everything. So some of the intentions that I've started, you know, think about, you don't have, you can copy this if you want, you can come up with whatever. It's up to you. One of the biggest things that I've already talked about this is eating better this year, exercising a little more smartly, you know, exercising more is not necessarily better for anybody. So one of the things I'm trying to do is be a little more smart about how I exercise, making sure that the time I exercise is super efficient and effective. And then I'm not overdoing it. I'm not hurting myself, you know, and I'm able to go out and do the things that I love to do. So part of that is just keeping my body in a much healthier place 
which also goes into like the whole self-care thing that's sleeping better, you know, and having better boundaries. I, I am, man, I talk about boundaries a lot, but I've been terrible at boundaries most of my life. Terrible. Things got a little out of hand over the holidays when it comes to boundaries. And I, I think 2018 is going to be my year of the heck yes or the heck no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, you know, we talked about the surrounding ourselves with the right people that want to build each other up. If people are, are in it to, you know, take the free lunch and, you know, get all the benefit, but not return the benefit, then, you know, I probably don't need to be around those people very much. I'm an extrovert. I love everybody. But if I can be more intentional about hanging out with those that are mutually building each other up, then I can put a little bit more time into connecting with those specific people rather than feeling like I'm frantically trying to catch up with people, um, you know, a month after they've contacted me. So that's something I'm going after too. This is something we're doing pretty well on in general, but something that I'm being a little more intentional on is just taking a little bit more control of our finances, making a wise plan. You know, we, we've been a little bit more on autopilot lately. So it's like, yeah, I think it's time to kind of, you know, learn a little bit. Like I don't know a lot about investments, you know, from a business standpoint, there are some things that I should just know more. And so I think it's time to educate myself a little bit more and, you know, make money work for me rather than me constantly being a slave to it, if that makes sense. <laughs> totally. So those are those are just a few things that I've decided. I set this back actually in December and just kind of said, you know, I'm going to be more intentional about these things from here on out. So it actually started in December, but it's going to continue on through 2018. Here's the thing, though. If I do this on a personal basis, it's going to allow me to be better on the show, a better friend, a better husband, so on. Sounds good, man. There you go, man. That's just, you know, a couple, yeah. a couple of little things. Contact me in February. See how you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Contact me in February. See how I'm doing. Keep me accountable. That's a good idea. <laughs> well, it's good to have accountability uh, partners and stuff. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, that Lisa's a great partner for me for that because she's constantly keeping on me. You brought up financial stuff. That's something that I have to intentionally focus on a little more because I'm just kind of a get paid twice a month guy. And if I have money to spend it, go spend it. I don't, I've never really been good with my finances. So she's slowly kind of molding me and teaching me nice. and helping me figure, figure some things out. So I need to be, like you said, intentional on being smarter with the money and, yeah. you know, start looking down the road a little, a little longer than just next week. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then, um, I think communication also is, is something to always be intentional on and it can oh, be communicating yeah. with your friends, with your partner, wife, girlfriend, whatever, mm-hmm. um, just communicating what you're thinking, what you're feeling and, and be more clear and, and precise about how you're saying those things. But then also in communication, like, like you said, you and me, we're a country apart, so we don't have to worry about boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, communicating like, you know, we, we used to play uh, Guild Wars together and we used to communicate a little bit more and whatever. We let life get in the way of that. We need to be more intentional about, hey, let's try and arrange something that works for both our schedules so that we can have some hangout time because mm-hmm. this is the only way we can do it. It's not like I can, I can hop in the car and, and drive 24 hours to get to you yeah. just to hang out for the day. So <laughs> I know, you know, so that communication is a big one. And then you, you also mentioned sleep and that's one that I have to work on because my sleep patterns suck. I very easily stay up till one or two in the morning on a work night when I have to get up at seven and then I'm just done for the day. That that ruins me. I'm groggy and I'm more irritable and whatever. So I need to be intentional about creating a better sleeping pattern, better habits. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. There you go. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the communication thing because that uh, I totally forgot about that. But actually, that's something that I did experience in a very negative way over 2017 was lack of communication with just people. Hmm. And, and and it's not not just with me, with those people, but also just observing other people who have a lack of communication and seeing how they interact and just kind of going like, huh? Question marks, you know, in my head going, how did it come to this? You know? So yeah. you're right. Man, communication is powerful and, and most of us are not very good at it. No, but we can be because of social media these days that yeah, communication has taken a big hit. Yeah, that's true. We can be good. You know, I think a lot of it just comes down to be honest, talk about it and try not to judge and try not to, you know, jump to conclusions. Which goes back to my whole point of everybody that listens to this show is welcome here. I don't care who you are, what you've done, what you believe, et cetera, et cetera. That again, I'm not here to judge. And you know, you were saying something earlier about just kind of, oh, not caring what people think, man, Mm -hmm. that is so important. I know I care way too much about what people think. 
Sometimes it's subconscious. Most of the time I'm like catching myself going, who cares? I'm not going to see this person again. And even if I do, (laughs) who cares? Really? I mean, as long as I'm not being disrespectful and hurting somebody, who cares? Yeah, it has to be in the right context. Don't don't be doing something ridiculous like robbing a store or kidnapping yeah. a kid or something. Yeah. I don't care what those people. No, no, it <laughs> it's like within context. Like if you want, like I like I said, if you want to go jump in the fountain to cool off your feet, who cares what people that are giving you weird looks because you did it? Yeah. Doesn't matter. As long as you're allowed. If you want to, wanna, yeah. If you want to go slide down the slide at the playground, go do it. Go have fun. Go wee as you slide down too mm-hmm. at the top of your lungs. Who cares? Yeah. Have know, some fun. We have so many judgments. It's just unbelievable that we have a people and, and when people do things that is when people do things that are a little different than what we think we would do. Well, that person must be an idiot. <laughs> you know, when when Ryan Johnson directs Star Wars in a way that we don't, you know, that we wouldn't do. Well, what a horrible movie and a horrible director. What a travesty to Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe we need to stop judging people. Maybe we need to step back and just kind of be like, who cares what people think? And you know what? I'm going to respect and value each person. and I'm not going to judge them anymore. Now, granted, nobody's going to be perfect. And yes, we are going to judge people unintentionally or maybe intentionally, but maybe we should stop doing that. Maybe we should seriously stop judging people. Oh, and here's one right now. I know, you, you know, you don't you don't care about this one, but whether you like or hate President Trump, <laughs> can you stop judging him? And see how that affects your personal life. Yeah, man, that's, that's a good one. That's a challenge, because yeah. I know people hate him, and he's made some dumb decisions. But may, maybe, maybe we can just stop judging other people and see how it frees us. Well, and maybe see if you could look at it from another side. What yeah. good has he done? See if you can create an equal sure. list on the good things that he's done. And you know what? Here's the thing: take President Trump out of the situation. Let's say Martin, you were the target of my anger, which you're not. So let's just say you were. I so often am, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> let's say that you came in and you did some, some dumb things. All right. And it upset me and maybe it upset a lot of people. And if I focus on those dumb things, then that's what you're going to become in my mind. You're going to yeah. become a dumb person who does a lot of dumb things. But if I, like you just said, can look at a different, a totally different perspective and try to say, maybe look at why he did this in the first place. Maybe it was a dumb decision, but let's actually try to look at the root. Let's come at it from a different perspective. Now, all of a sudden, probably you're no longer a dumb person in my eyes. You're a great person that might've made a dumb choice, right? Yeah. But then there are people that do really, really bad things. And, you know, sometimes we need to call those people to a higher standard. Sometimes you mentioned it earlier. We need to keep people accountable. Sometimes we do need to stop people from doing evil things and bad things. Of course, right? This happens, but if we can look at it from a slightly different perspective, have a little bit more of an open mind, you know, stop judging people, you know, yeah, hold them accountable, but have, have some more grace and stuff like that, man, I think we'd all be a lot happier and a lot freer. And maybe that person that made a bad decision might actually change their ways too. Who knows? And make a good decision right after it. Man, that was deep. I didn't mean to get so deep. I was just, you know, it just came out of nowhere. (laughs) Way to start off the year, man. It was my fault. Okay. Before we leave, it's important that people know about a couple of things going on with you, the flash. Well, you already stated that I am now the host of arrow squad. So if you guys are out there watching arrow still tune into arrow squad, you go to arrow squad.com and hear my take on it with my co-host Cammy. Also, if you're liking Legends of Tomorrow, I do have a podcast for that as well called Tomorrow's Legends. So search that out on Facebook. I got all the links there on the Tomorrow's Legends page. And Brian, just in case for all the listeners that do not know, I still owe all of my podcasting, I guess you'd call it quote unquote career, (laughs) to you. Really? And to Miss Ice. I know she's listening. I know she's going to be editing your notes and stuff for you. It is still because of you two that I got into podcasting when you had me take over the show for a few minutes uh, with Jess in Atlanta while you guys were researching something. <laughs> we were doing a live podcast of Aero Squad when we got as many Aero people as we could together. You let us take over the show for a few minutes and the bug bit us there and we started our own podcast. Jess is with me on Tomorrow's Legends and that's it. So I, I owe it all to you. Also Harley Quinn has been on the Real Brian show as well. Yes, exactly. I had no idea that was the turning point for both of you. Well, because up to that point, we were just frequent feedbackers. Yeah. 
you know, from that from that point on, I owe it to you and Miss Ice for getting me into this wow. podcasting uh, fun. Well, thanks for sharing that, man. And you know, it was it was a funny moment because we were actually playing kind of a practical joke on you, and I had every intention of editing most of that out. <laughs> and then when I went back and listened to it, I was like, oh my gosh, they were awesome together. Like I had no clue and you guys had never done anything together. And it was, it was nope. one of those like, man, that's like, you know, the, the, the co-hosting match made in heaven sort of thing. Because of all of that, like I said, I took over our squad when you wanted to step down and we started tomorrow's legends. And now and kind of in, in a very similar vein or similar realm of, of podcasting as the real Brown show here. I'm about to launch my own new show that is all just me and it's called Cybercast. I'm still working. I've got four episodes recorded already. I'm still working on the website type stuff behind the scenes, but I'm ready to launch. Awesome. Cybercast is very similar, like I said, in it's I choose a topic each week to talk about something that I am passionate about. And I hope to find a co-host every week, a different co-host every week that also shares the same passion about that particular topic. Love it. All right. So is the website going to be cybercast.com then? Uh, it'll be cybercast.ca. Right now there's oh, yeah. a Facebook Facebook page. So okay. cybercast as in S-I-B-E-R, like Siberian tiger. Mm-hmm. And it will be cybercast.ca. For those of you non-Canadians, that is Canada. Okay. C-A. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, making sure that's clear. Awesome, cool. man. Well, that's well, perfect. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Thanks for letting me promote that. Well, thanks for hanging with me today, man. It's been fun. It has been fun. Good to reconnect on a on an episode and uh, you know not just not just over a message or a text or something. So exactly, we'll do it again soon because we have a lot of topics we didn't get to today. But uh, in the meantime, go to realbryanshow.com. Happy 2018. We are going to rock this year, and this is the Real Brian Show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.